Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the human side of learning and talent technology. We are back again with the crew. It's always Chris and Tiffany. My name is Bennett Jensen and we have another awesome special guest today. We have Jules Carmen from Sage, who's the head of Global Alliances and Digital Transformation. And Jules has jumped on with us today to talk a lot about digital transformation, what that means, what Sage is, and and why Blue Water and Sage are are, are partnered together to do a lot of great things for for organizations. So, Jules, welcome welcome aboard. How are you today? Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. I'm doing awesome. great. Awesome, great. We, we're we're very excited to have you. Very excited to learn more about you and Sage and everything that Blue Water and Sage and, and uh, have been doing and, and also kind of what, what the focus is, what your passions are, what uh, what you're focused on as part of the organization and, and, and helping uh, our mutual clients as well as, you know, all the, all the organizations mm-hmm. out there that are trying to drive forward digital transformation within learning and talent. So very excited to have you on, Chris, Tiffany, how are things? Uh, I, there's a new background behind you. So is there some exciting news about the blue water and what we've been kind of talking about for months now on this podcast? Well, we actually are in our new office. So Tiffany and I are here. Uh, Tiffany's actually on that side of the wall and uh, (laughs) on the other side of her whiteboard. So we are, we are excited to be here and it's nice to uh, get it started and Next podcast will actually be in our new studio, so we'll have even different background and and capabilities. But it's been it's been quite a process. I think we signed the lease back on the fourth of December, and here we are the first week in June, and we're in the office and really excited. We're going to have the entire team coming in beginning next Monday, which is even more exciting. So we're really glad to be here. It's fun to be around people and to walk out the hall and go, Hey, Tiffany. And, uh, and, and others see people. How, how much more we have moved conversations along in the last three days, because I pass you in the hallway and I'm like, I need two minutes instead of having to find time on your calendar. I, there's so much I like about working from home, but there's, I'm starting to remember what it is and why I liked being in the office again. And I, I hope the team see that too, when they come in next week. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, yeah, it'll be a fun transition back just to see faces and see, uh, you know, people again regularly that you that you have been seeing over a camera for uh, for so many months and almost, or I guess, over a year now. Um, but also, just like you said, Tiffany, just the fact that you can, uh, you know, pop around the corner and ask someone a question versus trying to chase them down on Skype or, or, or try to find uh, a time on their calendar, which sometimes can be uh, okay, I guess I'll ask them this question next week. Uh, right. So, <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. I'm not quite in there yet because the, I wanted you all to see my 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 face for radio, um, and the lighting in my office wasn't uh, wasn't great. So, uh, but, but like as Chris said, we'll be back in a studio very soon. So looking forward to all being together and recording. Um, in that setting, I'm very excited. But, but, uh, but, Jules, welcome. Like I said to the to the podcast, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and Sage and your role at Sage before we really dive in? Yeah, thank you. Um, I have been at Sage for four years, and I am responsible for uh, helping the the organization transform to 
the cloud and to a SaaS model. And I've uh, been in technology for 30 years. And the other part of, of uh, my recruitment process with Sage was to help them bring in new global alliances for our financial management and our human capital product lines. And so I've been been at it and going full force for the last four years, building that uh, line of business. And um, been pre-pandemic, was uh, uh, enjoying traveling around the world, talking about specifically digital transformation and how Sage can fulfill on that journey uh, with the technology platforms that that we provide to the market. Great for for those for our listeners that that may not know, can you can you just give us a little info on on those technology platforms that you mentioned? Kind of what Sage's mission is as a software mm-hmm. provider. Yeah, um, the, on our financial management side, which is what Sage is really known for, it's a forty year company. Uh, it's headquartered in in Newcastle, England, and it started out as a uh, a, a very seamless accounting. Uh, software company that has since transformed into not only serving the small, medium-sized businesses, which was what they're very well known for, but after, you know, it, Sage tends to grow through acquisition. Uh, and we've moved up market into, into the, the mid-market and into the enterprise space as well. And that really started with our acquisition of Sage Intact, uh, which is a financial management solution that provides uh, the um, entire uh, entire work stream of of financial and accounting management, but also data analytics and uh, budgeting and planning, et cetera. Um, and then on our, our human capital side, again, through acquisition, uh, we have our Sage People Solution. And um, it, that is, uh, is what it is. It's a, a human capital management solution that ties well into, um, you know, all of the the experience of of the employee from we call it the you know the hire to retire uh, work stream, and um, and then you know folding in our relationship with with Blue Water, uh, that solution in and of itself is very complementary uh, to what Blue Water provides on on the learning and t- and and talent and educational side of that of that journey for the employee, which is something that. Uh, we don't offer that we would prefer to partner. Great, yeah, and and it's it's something that that we're passionate about too, and it's always fun to have have you know those um, those symbiotic relationships, I guess, with with a, a vendor like yourself, where we mm-hmm. we can kind of re- you provide something that we don't do, we provide something that that you don't do, mm-hmm. and it just it really works well for for our mutual clients and and blending that together. Chris, uh, looked like you were about to, to to chime in. I was going to ask you kind of what 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 does our partnership kind of mean to to Blue Water and, and and where have you know just kind of talk about our relationship with Sage as it's been growing um, over the last what year or so. Yeah, our our focus is always going to be on the learning, talent, technologies, human capital management, and I think that piece of what Jules you're talking about is just very very important. Because as we see organizations that are beginning to look at this digital transformation and how does that have to happen, or maybe we've already tried it and it failed and it didn't work and then we need to go back and relook at that. I think there's just this unique opportunity to, to step back, take a moment and reflect on what the impact is on the people that the technology is being used for. 
right? So mm-hmm. if we're in and we're looking at learning environments or how are we creating career paths or how are we just managing the basics around an employee's lifetime at an organization through a product like Sage, then, then we need to take in a bigger picture that doesn't just say, hey, can I get this technology up and running in the next two to three weeks? I need to look at this as an evolution over a period of time. And that's what I love. Just Jules, what we've talked about for a long time is this digital transformation is as much about the relationship between the two organizations. Sage has great technology. We have great process work that, that we do. Let's go merge that together and help clients do this effectively. Uh, mm-hmm. and not have the failures that we've seen a lot of companies that that have tried to do that, especially over the last two years or even last year during the pandemic. There was a mm-hmm. lot of people that are like, man, I just got to ram this piece of technology in and it's going to work. And that's not digital transformation, is it, Jules? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, uh, digital transformation, you know, the phrase in itself is just what it really means is moving from a very manual technologies and processes to, to digital processes and technologies. And so it's really as, it's really as simple as that. Um, but we're, you know, we're in technology and we always have to come up with a catchphrase. So, so that's the catchphrase, but really, um, you know, think tanks like MIT have been, have been researching and, and studying digital transformation for the last two or 10 years. And to your point, Chris, you know, within those, I would say the last four or five years, if you think, if you speak to many of the top CEOs and CEOs like yourself, um, you know, 25 years ago, we would have said the backbone of, of a successful business was really the financial or led with the financial management of the, of the organization. And, and that is just not the case anymore. It is absolutely led with the employee experience, with the human uh, capital. And uh, which is why at Sage we made significant investments on in that in that technology platform of, of Sage People because we saw that trend coming along with many other great organizations out there doing the same. Um, but ultimately, when when I was talking with a lot of of CEOs and and you'll see these statistics that you know pre pandemic. 70, almost 70% of the top CEOs across the world had said that their greatest barrier to really make sure that they were going to have a successful digital transformation strategy was about assessing their culture and assessing their people. And, you know, the drop down from that is about uh, agile training and, and, uh, pro- efficient processes and what have you, but it was really it was really looking at more of the change in the practice management and whether the culture could actually, uh, you know, match to the vision of what the leadership uh, team had entailed. And then, of course, you know, the compliance is also paramount as well. And probably about thirty percent of it said that uh, you know digital transformation to them was about efficiencies and and sharpening up workflow and 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 offloading uh, a lot of the mundane tasks of their employees and redeploying those deploy- those employees to more productive, stimulating, fulfilling kind of responsibilities. And as I was as I was talking before, was the technology in in the minds of these leaders 
uh, it was really, it was really not a, uh, not only a barrier, but it wasn't a worry. About 50% of it is that the technology is going to be there. The technology will be chosen once we figure out with this assessment of our organization and where we want to go, what that gap analysis is, what are we missing? What do we need to change? What do we need to transform to? Then we will look at, you know, that matching that gap with the appropriate technology. So, you know, the, the position that, that Blue Water has in the market is invaluable, even more so than the, than the position that I have at Sage. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, the 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 sustainability and the and the substantialness of that conversation about digital transformation and really having that that innovative conversation is much more, it's, it's limited for me because I have that technology logo on my back. At some point, the person's going to look at me and say, okay, you know, what do you want me to buy? <laughs> but, but with Blue Water, the, the, inval- the priceless position that you guys are in is really helping the organization figure out what, you know, or assess what mm-hmm. their employee experience is. And then what their you know what the customer's experience is because of those employees but the the information that you get from those that assessment are going to be the cues of whether that digital transformation strategy is going to be a success or a failure so chris it, going back to what you said it is hands down all about the people knowing that you're you're from the software company right um, obviously our philosophy is stick with me is that the the software doesn't solve the problems. We have to identify where the problems mm-hmm. are and decide what tools we're going to use. And mm-hmm. the software is one of the tools that we use to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, and, and maybe you see this in the digital transformation uh, process that companies are going through, and maybe this is, is the first misstep, is immediately people want to go out and say, okay, great. What technology can I get because I want to I want to transform? And Mm -hmm. is that a misstep that you see happening a lot? Or do you see that's kind of a misconception Mm -hmm. that that happens when you're talking with clients? Yeah, I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, and this also goes to the value of our relationship with Blue Water. Blue Water has actually, our relationship has has been um, invaluable to uh, the transformation at Sage. And to your point about starting with the technology, that's just the biggest mistake because, you don't you don't know look what are you buying because you don't even know what you need if you haven't gone through that proper assessment and identify where gaps are and so there's a lot of homework that needs to be done and so it's not just about the vision of the strategy but everybody has to be bought in so you know everybody has to be comfortable and resilient to make the change and and going back to what your point is Tiffany is that that even at sage we've led with product and we've well, look at these features and look at this, look at what it can do, look at this tool, look at this, that, or the other um, without even qualifying, whether it makes sense to even talk about these kinds of, of uh, accolades about the product. It, it may be meaningless if, if the organization uh, needs a transformation in an area that is something that we may not even provide. Sure. Um, but then if the organization invests in technology, then they're just going to have what I call more technology debt on their books, which is actually what we're trying to get away from 
in the market mm-hmm. or trying to get away from all of that, all of the band-aids that are sitting in people's IT uh, rooms, uh, along with the the technology debt, the cost of, of that maintenance and that renewal and, and um, technology that's just sitting there that just really isn't giving you any return on investment, besides the fact that it's probably really old. Yeah. Yeah, I think that idea of technology debt, that that is really interesting. And and there may be some people that are listening that don't really understand that that term. Mm-hmm. Could could you give us a little bit more definition, Jules, just around technology debt and what you're talking about there? Yeah, I mean it's a big, it's a big um, you know, subject matter. Um, but it also ties into to transformation. And what I mean by that is when I started saying that, you know, what digital transformation really means is going from all of the manual processes to digital and, you know, manual technology. So it's technology debt is just picture, you know, 20, 30 years ago when you had a room of, of huge, uh, uh, mainframes and multiple desktops and keyboards and filing cabinets and all of this, you know, physical equipment, all of that is not just a cost for that actual hardware, but there's all of this cost inside of that hardware. There's maintenance costs, there's renewal costs, there's services costs. And if you're not using it, it's just this big number on your spreadsheet that is that is costing. And, the, and the, you know, the companies kept paying it without assessing whether or not they even need to renew these agreements or, mm. um, and half the time these agreements are just, you know, automatically renewed. So there's that portion of it. And what, what transformation does moving into the cloud, into a SaaS model, um, what that is, is that it's taking, it's taking those rooms of equipment away and putting it into the cloud and paying, paying your technology, uh, quote unquote fee, uh, as a subscription and and not just as you know per user but rather um, you know how often you use it each month or what um, and and use it by a subscription so you can you can use the you can you can pay by month you can pay by year um, it depends on you know the software it depends on the company and their model but um, but there's it frees up the debt of that technology because if you don't use it, then you're going to not pay it or stop paying it. So how many many of your clients or the people that you're out talking to, do you begin to find that that they're now more desperate to have a business case than maybe they were in the past? That the organization is really saying, hey, I know you need that, but what's the financial side of performance return, those type of things? Where, Where do you see a lineup of a business case these days? Well, these days it's, you know, and we're talking because of the pandemic, these days that business case is, is uh, very concise and, and the sales cycle is really short. Uh, but if you were talking to me in 2008, I was half, you know, half bald pulling out my hair because I was continuing to have to educate on what the cloud was, what SaaS was, why it made sense that they needed to do this assessment to move their their organization to a more efficient ecosystem and, and environment. And so there was a lot of education. As we fast forward to today, I'm not do, that's it's not my job to educate these people anymore. I'm looking for more innovative conversations. 
Um, because if they haven't figured out what the cloud is by now, because of the last two decades it's been in existence, then I don't know what I can do for you. With that said, jumping from 2019 to 2021, suddenly all of I don't know if the you know the light bulbs went off or they finally connected the dots or they just were in this this do or die situation. No pun intended. I'm sorry about that one, uh, but truly, um, really in their face. Like, okay, your employees are at home and you cannot function. Uh, you know, and, and especially uh, especially the areas that. Uh, are doing, you know, the, the accounting department, you know, people that are always in the offices that are now no longer couldn't be in the offices and they couldn't access their, their information because it was, you know, in a static environment versus, you know, just pulling it from their cloud off their Wi-Fi at home. Um, so, you know, to going back to the, the business, the business cases, you know, is in the last year and a half is the pandemic. Honestly, that's been the business case, right? In their face. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that. And I was I was going to kind of ask uh, before about what is the impact the the pandemic has had on digital transformation? Is you know there there are some things that people had to make very quick decisions on, or you know accelerated decisions, or but there are other things that kind of went on the back burner because there were so many other priorities going on. But but with people. Uh, with with software, with with the transformation of the technology that they're using, did you see um, a regression at least in in organizations kind of doing assessments and understanding you know what they did because they were trying to make such quick decisions and and, and change technologies or advanced technologies, or did the pandemic kind of still allow them to? Um, or at least the timing of everything to still allow them to kind of do assessments or still allow you to go in and say, okay, this is, you know, this is what we're trying to, to accomplish. Let's review and understand kind of what the, what the end goals are and do the assessment. Uh, you know, what, what, what impacts did, you know, March, 2020 have on decision makings around um, technology for, for organizations you were working with? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up in, in the way that you did. Um, I think that there's a bifurcated, uh, answer here. One is complete panic. And we just, we, we, we need to get, uh, you know, uh, an, an environment that can allow us to, to keep moving the business forward or just keep the business afloat um, by, uh, and, you know, empowering our employees and, and providing them with the right tools and, 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 um, you know, equipment, if you will, that they need to keep functioning at home to keep doing their job in a remote location. So there's that panic. And also just, you know, just, you know, some work, it, it depends on, on the organization, but some organizations, um, you know, uh, came to us with, you know, our Sage People solution with the human capital solution that we had and said, can this, can this software furlough? Our, our, we've never done, we've never furloughed people, you know? So mm -hmm. there's, there was that immediate panic um, but they, I think that the majority of the organizations had enough education behind them to provide them with being able to make pretty sound decisions in a really rushed, panicky way. The, the other, 
I think the other answer is that some of some organizations were already in on their transformational journey, and and it, what it did is it, it just, uh, as I said before, it just rapidly increased the pace of that journey, mm-hmm. and so where, so and. and and they were able to obviously stay afloat as well, but it wasn't just, uh, I think that they had more confidence uh, in dealing with, with the situation at hand. I think as we sit here today and why I also think that Blue Water is so well positioned in the market is that now that things are sort of simmered down, you know, we may be going, we may have done things in a couple, maybe some of the organizations are in a little bit of a different order. Maybe they, they did, you know, they had no choice but to pick up the technology and hopefully a lot of it isn't, you know, a band-aid kind of solution. And now they have to go back and say, okay, now we have to go back and say, what's our vision? What's our strategy? And in order to get what that answer is, we need to assess our organization. We need to assess our people um, because if we, talk with the employees, you're going to uncover uh, where, where, the, uh, where the frustrations are, where are the gaps. Is it in, you know, does it take three months to cut a PO? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can we, you know, how, why, you know, can we, you know, provide proper reviews? Can we provide proper uh, benefits based on employees' input, you know, things like that? Just a, it's just a couple of examples, but also going back and, and making the employees not only more comfortable with the technology and with the new workflows and with this new environment um, inside of these new walls that they're now in, uh, are they, you know, are they properly tra- trained? Uh, you know, are, have they been working in a sort of a waterfall kind of environment and they now have to be agile and they don't know really what that means. Uh, you know, just tiny examples here, but this is like, this is where blue water comes in and really helps them kind of take a step back. Okay. Okay. You responded well, let's take a step back. What is our multi-year forward looking strategy? How are we going to now scale the business and how are we going to be prepared for any other thing that may come up? It may not, you know, we're, you know, it may not be a, a health pandemic. We may, we may have a cyber attack pandemic. You know, how do we deal with that? These, these changing things in the world, um, and just be sort of the best armed and ready for it. Uh, not only from an environment, physical environment standpoint, but also, you know, an emotionally intelligent standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... You mentioned a, a, a cyber attack pandemic. I just want to take pandemic out of out of the rest of our our, our vocabulary, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. All these, I'm all with these, you. All these once in a lifetime events that have been crammed into the last twelve or fifteen yeah. months—that's uh, enough yeah. for us. But but no, yeah. you're totally right. I think uh, this as we as we hopefully are really peeling back from uh, a global pandemic and, and everyone's either getting back to work in, in person or, or just back to work on a, on a normal flight path. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a great time to kind of sit back and say, okay, we made it. We've stayed afloat. We, we kept our heads above water. Now, how do we completely get out of the water and, and get 
get these things, everything back on the right track, um, whether it's back on the right track where we were before the pandemic or just back on the right, the new track, you know, on, on a new mm-hmm. path forward oh, based on what path. we've learned. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think mm-hmm. that's, that's an important thing. And then, but then also in the back of your mind or, or maybe in the middle or even front, you've got to be prepared for, for the next thing, um, wh- whatever mm-hmm. that may be prepared for mm-hmm. another, another big hitch or another big, um, hurdle to, to cross organizationally, uh, or, or globally, uh, whatever, you know, happens. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a great point and something that I agree, you know, we, we, and Sage and Blue Water are in a great position to, to say, okay, you know, you've, you have done it. You have that bandaid actually held and, and it, it healed some things. Now let's rip that bandaid off and, and repair everything or, or reassess mm-hmm. everything or, or move in the, in the right direction. So, yeah. And I think the other thing that, that is key that I hadn't, that I hadn't mentioned yet is, is that, that also really goes to, uh, you know, your data analytics uh, services that you offer your clients and, 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 you know, Sage clients as well is, is as they put together their, their forward-looking strategy, um, you know, the, the confidence that it brings, because also you're basing that forward-looking plan on, on data. And it's easy to say, but a lot of people say, yeah, I know we have a lot of information and data, but I don't, I don't know how to retrieve it. I don't know how to, and then when I do, I don't know, I don't know really how to read it. I don't know how to transform it into something that is strategic and that's going to be profitable for us. Uh, you know, we throw around a lot of this data analytics that will then, you know, bring you data-driven decisions. Well, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And these are the kind, these are also the conversations that happen before you look at the technology that that I am personally highly dependent on the Blue Water team to to come in and help us figure this out before we even talk about technology solutions, because um, the majority of the people that, that are inside these organizations don't, don't know how to do that. In fact, when, when we were looking at the research, um, you know, in 2017 and 18, at the time, it was just organizations were going through turnover, turnover with these chief data officers, because they didn't know really, you know, what is that? What does it mean to be a data officer? What is the responsibilities? What are the expectations? What are the objectives? It was so impo- it was so hard to kind of write that job description, let alone hire someone and and ensure that that some that person was going to be successful in an organization because it was just such this open black hole, mm-hmm. um, and and it's very pioneering. Um, but I think that today it, it's it's still a struggle, and that's something that we haven't been able to deal with in the last year and a half because of you know. W- organizations just they just needed to survive right and then like let's just survive let's just you know keep keep it you know at a baseline and as we come out of it let's make let's see how we can come out of it we're all going to be different but let's make sure we're, we're even better than what we were before and that is where i think that there's going to be a lot going to be a lot of organizations knocking on your door You know, Jules, it's interesting. You're talking about in in the conversation of digital transformation and the fact that we're creating data. And I think what we all what we all know in this industry and a lot of your clients, y'all have got great technology that allows you to collect a a tremendous amount of data. But during the 
I can't use that word. Bennett told me I can't use that word anymore. Uh-huh. During the uh-huh. last 12 months, we've multiplied the amount of data that we're collecting exponentially. And uh-huh. now you've got great technology. We're collecting more data. What am I going to do with it? And how does that uh-huh. impact the digital transformation? I mean, these are all, I think, huge questions that organizationally we're going to have a, a lot to consider. Organ- all organizations are going to have to consider what does that look like and what's the impact of that data back on people? What's the human side of that? It's not just ones and zeros to give us, uh, give us information around technology, but how's that going to impact Tiffany? How's that going to impact yeah. ben or Jules or Chris or Kyle or anybody else that's in the middle of this conversation? What does that all look like? Well, and that's exactly why the, the, the research is, is, is showing that. So the statistics that we talked about that we, that we garnered in 2017 with the CEO, 70% of them saying it was a cultural barrier. And, and then it was the, you know, the, the lack of operations being dynamic was, you know, 30% of them was there and technology was like, well, what we know it's going to be that act. Those statistics are now true. And, and so the data is really the data that's coming from your employee assessment and this and equally equally important is what's the data coming from your customer experience and that is going to then push your strategy forward and um and that that is now a whole new world it's a whole new world now what they were t- telling us in 2000 even 2019 is yeah. no longer is no longer the same and like a ton like you said chris a ton more and so now that reflects then, okay, well, how do, what, how do we make our operations dynamic? What does that mean now? And, and the answer to that is based on the cues that you're getting from your conversations and discussions with your employees and with your customers. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it's kind of common sense in my mind, but you know, the analytics of it is a more scientific, yeah. Sorry, t- Tiffany, I keep no, stepping okay. on you. That's okay. I have so many thoughts, so it, it's totally fine. But the um, the point you just made about the, the the information coming from the employees, I actually think that's the key to being prepared for the next big thing. We've already heard it mm-hmm. heating up. The job market is moving. People are back to work. Organizations are, are building back their, their um, em- employee mm-hmm. base, right? Job market's moving. You're going to have people leaving your organization. You're going to be looking to bring new people in your organization. So hearing and understanding that information you're getting from your employees right now, I think will make or break your ability to retain and or bring in the right talent for your organization to mm-hmm. continue down that forward path. I think the next big thing is already here. And if mm-hmm. you're not getting that information, and you're not already mining that data and looking to see what is the information you need to get out of that. You're already behind. So you're coming out of the pandemic and you're behind in the next big thing already. Yeah. yeah. And, and to your point too, that's where technology advances become really important because when you're, yeah, you guys know this, when you're sourcing the talent um, and this is, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, larger accounting firms uh, had a huge problem with this in, in 2000, you know, 17 and, and to 19 before the pandemic is, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, is um, is that their 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 environment was so old that they were having a really hard time hiring uh, you know fresh talent 
and, and talent that was really going to push them into that next level of scaling their business because they didn't have the technology advances. They're like, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to, I do everything. I do everything on my iPhone. Like, you know, it, I mean, it's just, they were, they're not going to join the, the organization if, if the organization isn't, isn't fluent and is not just, you know, up to date, but maybe even a couple steps ahead. No one wants to be in a, a legacy environment. Uh, and I think that, that that is even, that has also accelerated. And that's where technology does come in. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is big, big chief tablet and a number one pencil isn't going to cut it. We're going to have to advance our technology, Chris. I really you like got, pencils. you got to at least have a number two pencil. you got to have a number two pencil. There we go. That's, I remember, remember we always had to have those on our Scantrons in, in you know, grade school. So it's number one, no good. I don't know why, but. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is, is when you go to the technology shows back in the day, and you give away the tchotchkes. I mean, your 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 pens would be depleted. I mean, they would take like five of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so who yeah. knows? Oh, <laughs> I miss I miss those days of walking around getting pens and tchotchkes. Hey, you know what? HR tech's back in the fall. Yeah, That's right. have at it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jules, thanks so much for joining. Uh, it's been a oh, great conversation and, and, and we really appreciate, A, the partnership and, and the relationship that we've built um, you know, as, as a partner, but also just being able to connect with you and hear, hear about your passion around digital transformation and how yeah. you're helping organizations move forward. So it's, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it's, it's the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm glad we got this in now because I'm I think that uh, Blue Water is going to be on fire. <laughs> we sure hope so. We're excited this. about I that. like that plan. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good luck on your new office, your new physical transformation. You. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, Bennett, there's one thing we just haven't talked about in this podcast that I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable we haven't gotten to yet. So, Jules, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you, what do you know about goats? <laughs> the... Uh, the greatest of all time goats or real goats? <laughs> well, Tiffany, I actually want to, I really want to like live a, get a bunch of land and have a goat and a sheep. So well, <laughs> I have real goats. <laughs> Tiffany has real goats and we hear about goat trauma all the time. So if you need oh, to talk God. to somebody about goats now, I'm yeah. not sure or if you need goats, a few, I have a few. I'm not sure the goats really <laughs> exist because Tiffany, when I, when I drove over to your house the other day, I'm looking around and there's no goats. I have no idea how you miss the goats. Like I literally know. you cannot miss them. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been looking at the wrong yard. Uh, maybe, well, I'll have to, maybe that, I'll maybe have to bet my good. decision with you, T Tiffany, if I oh, make she, that move. <laughs> she's got a lot of stories to tell and a lot of, a lot of, uh, <laughs> warnings to give you if you're going to, to go down that path yes. <laughs> yes it's always entertaining but uh but thanks so much jules if, if any of our listeners today uh you know want to want to hear more or learn more about digital transformation or just talk through kind of what where you are in the process whether you're going through a technology selection or, or wanting to, to upgrade or optimize technology or like we talked about kind of reassess what you're doing with technology now that we're uh, we've learned a lot over the last I, I keep saying 12 months, but it's it's Longer. been like what 15 months now. So um, 15 yeah. months, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over the last whenever, whenever we can remember last. 
let us know. Uh, we'd love to have that conversation and, and love to help help at least put you back on the right track or or work with you to, to get you to, to where your organization needs to be from a learning talent and human capital management perspective. So we're always here. We hope you enjoyed our, our session today with uh, Jules Carmen from Sage and Chris, Tiffany, as always, thanks so much for being here. Looking forward to our next adventure as we actually start recording in a real studio again. So it'll be a lot of fun to, to all be together again in, in, in that sense. So thanks so much, Jules, Chris, Tiffany. Thanks so much. And, and for those listening, we appreciate it. Feel free to, to like and subscribe or leave us a comment and, and find us on YouTube if you're listening uh, on your favorite podcast channel or find us on your favorite podcast channel if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and again, uh, we look forward, keep moving forward. And, and, and uh, thanks so much for listening to the human side of learning and talent technology. Have a great day.